You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al Zane and Brian. Why you see teams that are not really willing to give big contracts to running backs because they typically don't last very long in their late 20s. You see production dip just because of the brutality and the wear and tear of the position. And there's a lot of good running backs out there and a lot of system fits. We've seen it with Kyle Shanahan. There's been a lot of good system fits for him. Matt Breida was a good system fit. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, these guys were good system fits, not necessarily a Delvin Cook, Nick Chubb type runner. They were they were just really good in the system. And you're seeing um, this same right now with the Dolphins, with the way Moster and um, Wilson are doing there. So running backs to me, it was always like, all right, you can kind of find somebody, especially in a system like Kyle Shanahan's. But then I kind of saw Christian McCaffrey play. And we, we knew Christian McCaffrey from the Panthers, but a lot of it is fantasy football stuff. I mean, how much do people really watch Panthers. They're not on TV a lot. I don't think they have a huge fan base across the country. So a lot of people are not really watching every Panthers game. We just know McCaffrey from highlights and, and his stats and fantasy. And he was amazing. He put up he put up phenomenal stats. I'll talk about some of them in a minute. But I didn't really appreciate what he can bring to a team until I watched him week in and week out, playing and play out, and what he brought to the 49ers. And in this article I read on ESPN, they had a tweet from Mina Kimes who put some numbers out there. The 49ers offense pre-Christian McCaffrey, they were 21st in DBOA. They were 19th in EPA per play, 26th in QBR, and 10th in yards per attempt. This is pre-Christian McCaffrey in 2022. Post-McCaffrey, first in DBOA, first in EPA, second in QBR, second in yards per attempt. Now, there was a QB change as part of that too, but McCaffrey coming in, listen, this was a team that going back to 2021 had scored 30 points or more in two of 16 games from 2021 through when McCaffrey came in in 2022. Now, once McCaffrey was inserted into the starting lineup, so the Rams game, they broke 30 points in eight, 13 games. That's not a coincidence. It's crazy. And listen to this stat. McCaffrey averaged about two yards per route run with a 26.6% target rate with the 49ers which is about the same as what Garrett Wilson did in the same time frame with the Jets. That was also in the ESPN article. And you add, so McCaffrey is that prolific of a receiver. And then you add in that he had another 159 carries for 749 yards with the 49ers. He's incredible. Just his value is incredible. And McCaffrey is a dude who does, does everything. Going back to the Panthers, 2018 to 19 seasons, just insane. 2018, he had 219 carries, uh, 1,098 yards, five yards per carry. He caught 107 passes for 867 yards. 
So that, that was a total of 1,960 yards, 13 total touchdowns, and his yards per touch was six, which is tremendous for a running back. 2019, he carried the ball 287 times for 1,387, caught 116 balls for 1,005 yards. His totals that year, 403 touches, which is a ton, 5.9 yards per touch, 2,392 yards, 19 touchdowns. He led the NFL in touches, yards from scrimmage, and um, total touchdowns. Now, the next two years, he, got hurt. he only played 10 games um, combined in 2020 and 2021, and he's only 25 years old at that point. And that's where you say, okay, is the wear and tear, has it happened? Is he, is he on the way down? But he, he responded again, and he bounced back in 2022. He played the whole season. His totals were 244 carries, 1,139 yards, and he caught another 85 passes for 741 yards. So 329 touches, 1,880 yards, 5.7 yards per touch, and 13 total touchdowns. And oh, by the way, he threw a touchdown pass too. And with the Niners, again, you know, he, he, he was phenomenal, as, as we know. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him for a full season. But is he the most valuable running back in the NFL? I literally went team by team because I was like, are there any dudes that are even on his level? Anybody, anybody. So I'll take you through it. The Dolphins, we know about Wilson, terrific player in the system, Raheem Mostert. I mean, Jeff Wilson had 4.9 yards per carry at 160 yards this year. He's a good running back. Um, they both get hurt. The Dolphins brought in um, Devin A-Chain, I think that's how you say his name in the draft, and we'll see how he is. But it seems like they're more system guys on that team. I don't think there's anybody there who's elite. The Bills have James Cook, who could take a leap in his second year, but he couldn't really get a grasp on the job last year. They brought in Damian Harris, who's a good power runner. He scored 15 touchdowns in 2021. But again, both of those guys are just kind of kind of dudes right now. Jets have Brees Hall, and he looked like an all-pro before he got hurt. So he's maybe one guy that you say, okay, can Brees Hall maybe enter that elite category? So I'll put him in the maybe category. And you're like, L, Brees Hall, really? Well, yeah, he was averaging 5.8 yards per carry when he got hurt. The Jets were 5-2 and two with him playing, even with all those QB issues. So I want to see a full year from him. The Jets were a different team without him. I think he can maybe be in the elite category, maybe. Patriots have um, Stevenson, who kind of fumbles a lot, but other than that, he's a solid runner. Uh, he's got upside. He's going to he cut 69 passes last year. He'll probably be the lead guy this year and get most of the touches, which which they rarely do have, have a you know, one dude in, in uh, New England. They usually have a timeshare, but it looks like he's going to be the guy. But I'm not putting him in the lead by any stretch of the imagination. Go over to the, to the AFC West. Josh Jacobs had a great season. 340 carries, 653 yards, 12 touchdowns. He added 53 catches. He's currently, they franchise tagged him. We'll see if he gets a new contract. That screamed contract year to me for Jacobs. And honestly, you get a guy who touches the ball that much, feel like he's going to get hurt the next year. So did he have an elite season? Yeah. Do I think he's an elite running back? That remains to be seen. I I, I don't know that we can really put him there. Denver, we, we like Javante Williams and we thought he could be a good player. He got a serious knee injury. We have no idea how he's going to bounce back. It looks like uh, Samaj P. Ryan might not get a lot of the carries there. So that's certainly not an elite situation. The Chargers, Austin Eckler might be a special dude. He was targeted on more than 28% of his routes and averaged 1.8 yards per route over the past two seasons. Um, that's actually not too far off from DK Metcalf. And we just talked about what McCaffrey did in that regard. So Eckler's right up there with him. And Next Gen Stats um, is, had that Eckler gained 198 yards after the catch more than expected over the past two seasons. He's got 177 catches the last two years. He's 28, but I'm absolutely putting him in the elite category. Now, I think the Chargers, 
they're going to come and go as Justin Herbert goes. Niners don't have a quarterback situation like that. But to say Eckler is an elite right now, I think would be a little bit crazy. I think I think he's right up there. Casey has uh, Checo, who gained 830 yards, 4.9 yards per carry as a rookie, a power back. He's you know facing white boxes <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't seem like he's an elite guy, although he had a good year. Uh, AFC South, Travis Etienne. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry and gained over 1,100 yards rushing. And he actually generated 234 yards over expected, which is the second most of any back behind Nick Chubb. We'll see how he is if he enters the elite range. But again, he just seems like a good back. He's not on that McCaffrey level. Jonathan Taylor, amazing for the Colts in 2021. He had over 1,800 yards, 20 total touchdowns. But 2022 shows just how difficult it is to maintain that kind of level of play. He missed six full games with injuries. He only scored four touchdowns. Uh, he still averaged 4.5 yards per carry, but that was down from his elite season, 5.5. Um, still good, saying when you look at how bad the Colts' offense was. Um, but is he an elite bat? I'll put him in the maybe, because right now we really only have one season of him having elite production. And he did kind of carry the Colts that year. But he's, we'll say maybe for him. Another guy I would put in the McCaffrey elite range you gotta go with derrick henry and i know he's getting older he's on the maybe maybe getting on a decline of his career but you gotta say he's still elite three of the last four years he's carried the ball over 300 times for 1500 plus yards he had over 2000 in 2020 he has 68 rushing touchdowns over the last five years on an offense that doesn't scare you anywhere else so to me derrick henry is absolutely in that elite range of of runner and different than christian mccaffrey because Henry is going to kill you on the ground and McCaffrey is a good runner, but McCaffrey adds in that receiving element. Henry doesn't do that, but Henry's dangerous in other ways, but just running the ball and being able to carry the offense like that. Houston, um, Damian Pierce looked every bit like a starting running back to me. They bring in Devin Singletary. Pierce is a good back. I, I don't see him in the McCaffrey, McCaffrey range. Go over to the AFC North to finish out the AFC. Joe Mixon and Cincy, he might even be a cap casualty this year. He's a good back. I don't think he's ever been anything special. For Pittsburgh, Najee Harris is a bell cow, but he hasn't really done much for being a first-round first round pick. 3.9 yards per carry, and actually among 25 running backs with 300 or more carries over the past two seasons, Najee ranks last in yards per carry, rushing yards over expected, success rate, and EPA per carry. So Pittsburgh hasn't exactly had good quarterbacks with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger and Kenny Pickett as a rookie who – People are really high on him. I don't know. He didn't show me too, too much. I don't think Pickett. We'll see how he does in year two. But Najee's nowhere nearly. Baltimore has a lot of guys. J.K. Dobbins is a good runner. Never healthy. Um, Gus Edwards will get some carries there. But I think they benefit from playing with Lamar Jackson, not elite. Another one I'm going to put with McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb might be the best pure runner in the NFL. Chubb is unbelievable. And when you consider his, he's been so consistent. So according to, I read this on ESPN, over his five seasons, he generated 1,212 rushing yards over expectation. The only running back within 500 yards of that figure is Derrick Henry. He had 1,034. His 41st downs over expectation across that stretch are nearly double anybody else's. Henry's at 22, Jonathan Taylor's at 13, and nobody else comes close. So he's not a huge receiving threat. Um, but again, as a pure runner, as a running back, and what he means to the team, I'm going to put him in the Christian McCaffrey elite category. So in the AFC, I have two maybes. Maybe Brees Hall can get there. Jonathan Taylor, you can argue, maybe. And then I think you've got three elite guys over there, Eckler, Henry, and Chubb. 
that I would put in the Christian McCaffrey range. Going over to the NFC, I'll still put Delvin Cook. I know he got cut by the Vikings, but I'll still put him in with the Vikings. He was a lead at one point. I definitely think he's he's on the downside of his career. He, he's regressing. Um, he's not the runner he was, so I'm not going to put him in a lead right now. And Alexander Madison looks like he's ready to take over that job, and he just wasn't very good last season. He averaged 3.8 yards per carry. He didn't do much as a receiver, and he averaged negative 0.6 yards over expected carry. So he might be a good fantasy back because he maybe he'll get some volume in Minnesota, but I, I, I know that they're in the league. Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs, who looks like he'll be more of a pass catcher, and they have David Montgomery, just kind of dudes. We'll see, we'll see what Gibbs ends up being. We don't know yet. Chicago is just, again, a kind of a bunch of guys. Dante Foreman, who did a good job replacing um, Christian McCaffrey in Carolina last year. Rashawn Johnson, Khalil Herbert, nobody there that really excites you. Green Bay, I know Aaron Jones, he had some fumble issues last year. He fumbled five times, but he's criminally underused and underrated. And I don't think the fumbles were the norm with him. It was just maybe one of those fluky seasons. Um, but he's averaged over five yards per carry for his career, and he's a terrific receiver. A.J. Dillon's a good compliment to him, but I think they needed to use Aaron Jones a lot more. But I think Aaron Jones is in the very, very good category. I'm not going to put him, certainly not going to put him in the Christian McCaffrey elite category, but I think Jones is criminally underused and really good. And he, I think he could knock on that door. I think he's that good if he was given the opportunities. Uh, let's look at the Falcons. Tyler Al Algier may have had the quietest 1,000 yard rookie season in NFL history. I don't even think people know that he gained 1,000 yards last year, but Atlanta couldn't have thought he was very special because they went out and drafted Bijan Robinson, who was maybe just too good to pass up for them. And he's coming into the, the league with the expectation of being elite. But again, we have no idea there, so we can't we can't put him in any category yet. The Bucks have Rashad White, who caught 50 passes as a rookie, but that team was a mess running the ball. White only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Alvin Kamara, again, you could have argued at one time he was elite in terms of pass catching, um, but his last two years, he's he's really regressing running the ball. He's averaged 3.7 yards per carry and four yards per carry the last two seasons, and his catches have gone from 80 plus in his first four years down to 47 and 57. So the Saints drafted Keandre Miller, and they brought in Jamal Williams, who had a really fluky year scoring 17 touchdowns for the Lions. I don't think that's ever going to happen for him again. But with Kamara on the downside, nobody there I would put in the Christian McCaffrey category. Carolina, Miles Sanders comes over from Philly. He had a really good season last year. Um, he gained 1,100 yards and had 11 rushing TDs after not scoring a rushing TD at all the previous season. A lot of that, I think, benefits from playing in Philly. They have a terrific offensive line. They have Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's a good back, but nothing special, not Christian McCaffrey. Philadelphia looks like they may be able to combine to be a really good back with DeAndre Swift, who's a good receiver, and Rashad Penny, who only played 15 total games the last two year, but years, but averaged 6.3 and 6.1 yards per carry. They're both really good backs who have had injury issues. You put them together, maybe, and stay on the field. Maybe they would be elite, but individually, no, they're not on. Christian McCaffrey's level. Cowboys, Tony Pollard is a name that I'm starting to wonder is going to hit in that elite category this year. He was awesome last year. 5.2 yards per carry, and he broke 1,000 yards with less than 200 carries. He caught 39 balls, and he scored 12 touchdowns, and that was with a washed-up Ezekiel Elliott still taking 248 total touches away from him. Um, and I think you saw in the divisional round with the Niners how much he meant to the Cowboys because when he went out of that lineup, the Cowboys offense did not look the same. 
Now, do we know if Pollard's elite on McCaffrey level? No, because he's got to do it more than one year. But I'll put him in that question maybe category because he might be able to get there. Washington Commanders, uh, they have two, I guess, average-ish got average -ish guys, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. It's tough to judge Robinson because dude got shot last year, and he came back and still had a decent season. So, But, he again, he doesn't look like, like a super elite guy. Uh, New York Giants. Squan Barkley is interesting because he hasn't had much around him, but he's kind of been a disappointment when you consider he's been the number two overall pick. He was amazing last year. He had 1,300 yards. Um, over 15, over 50 catches to help carry the Giants' offense to the playoffs. They didn't have much around it. it. wasn't very good. But the previous three years were disappointments. From 2019 to 2021, he missed 21 games, and he had to leave other ones with injuries. So, I mean, is he elite runner when he's healthy? I guess he's elite-ish. I'm going to have him kind of in the middle right now. i got to think about that one. Going over to the NFC West, James Conner might be the most boring I guess, productive back in the league. He scores TDs when he's healthy, but 3.7 yards per carry. He's not elite. Rams, Cam Akers finished the season really strong with three straight 100-yard games, and he, he should produce in McVay's system, but it is what it is. I think he's a system thing. Um, I don't think he transcends that system by any stretch of the imagination. In Seattle, Kenneth Walker looked like he was going to be a good runner, but they drafted uh, Zach Charbonnet because maybe they had some issues with Walker. And when you look at his metrics – um, which Seattle maybe they obviously did. According to Football Outsiders, Walker's DVOA ranked 38th out of 42, and his success rate was 41st. And that's the success rate is your consistency based on down and distance. And he was down at the bottom of the league. So when you look at it, the only guys that I would say are really in McCaffrey's level, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, maybe Saquon, Maybe talent-wise, if you can stay on the field. But three other dudes, Eckler, Henry, Chubb, CMC. The, those are the, probably the best four all-around running backs in the league. If you think I missed anybody, if you think I'm wrong, if you think Jonathan Taylor should be in there, um, maybe Tony Pollard, you know, feel free to let me know. But if I missed anybody, I don't think I missed anybody. Um, but I, I think those are the dudes, man. So the Niners have this guy, this running back who is one of the best in the league, who I think transcends even Kyle Shanahan's system. I, I, I think he makes that system even better. So to have that dude, it's, it's really special, and it's really going to be something special to watch him this year. So I hope that puts into perspective just how good McCaffrey is and how much we should appreciate him being on the 49ers, and hopefully he can stay at this peak. Hopefully he's got three years left. I don't know. You know, he's getting into his late 20s now, but I would think he's at least got two at this level of playing as well.